I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters. Happy New Year. And welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack, and I'm really excited for today's episode. And if I could give it a theme, it is birthing your voice. And today's guest is amazing. She is such a gift to this world. Her name's Macy Robinson. And we got connected through my wife who found, I mean, I don't know how all these people are, all these beautiful light workers and, and soul family are gathering right now, but it is so beautiful. And Macy shares her story of leaving um, the Latter-day Saints, Mormonism, religion, finding her path, finding her voice and being a bright light in this world. And my dear sister, Macy, thank you. I'm really proud of you. And this is just the beginning. So thank you for allowing me to create a platform for you to share your voice. And everyone, we all get to do the same. Speak our truth. So here we go. We'll be hanging out for sure. Well, I, sister, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. How are you? I'm a little nervous. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. Here we are. It's just you and I. It's just you and I talking. Lauren gets coffee or Lauren gets wine. I get coffee. I, yeah, that's right. Well, I've had I've had some uh, coffee this morning as well. I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, you. First of all, everyone for everyone listening, share share your story because you I see your mom, you're powerfully into yoga, you're on this massive awakening movement right now. So share, share your story. Where'd you grow up and, and where, where you are now? Like the cliff notes. Okay. Um, so my name is Macy Robinson. Um, I was born in Utah. So born in Utah, I was adopted by my parents. Um, they couldn't have kids. And so they adopted my brother um, and then three years later, they adopted me. So um, it was a really cool. I've known my whole life. So adoption has been a part of my story since day one. And then we, I was a Utah Mormon girl, hung out with my cousins all the time. Like, I didn't know the difference between like the president and the prophet. Like, if you're from like Utah, like, you know, that like religion and state and family and friends, like there's like not a lot of differentiation because we're, you just all believe the same. Um, so it's really awesome community and family. And then my dad got a job in the South when I was really young in elementary school. And so I moved to the South and the church in the South is completely different from my little bubble that I had in Utah. Um, and this is the Mormon church, the LDS church, um, Latter-day Saint. It's the, the religion that I was raised in. My husband was raised in our families, like we're just rock solid, like deep roots in this, um, religion. And it was a part of his life. It was a part of my life. And so, um, even though I lived in the South, I was not necessarily a part of the Southern Baptist culture. Um, but all my friends were in that culture. So it was like church played a big role in where I've fallen in my life because church is your community. Um, but it was different for me because my family and my church community was different from kind of like the life I lived in high school, which was a little wilder, not the typical Mormon girl. (laughs) I just, I wasn't bad. I just have fun. I live in the moment. I'm a, I live in the moment. So, um, but the plan was always go to BYU, BYU, Idaho, BYU, Hawaii, like Brigham Young University, be a part, go back even though I love the South and I had so many friends there and like the connections there I made were so strong. That was always where I was headed. And I was going to be a stay at home mom and I was going to have like six kids. And I was just going to like, yeah, like make their clothes. I don't know what I was going to do, but whatever, <laughs> you do, like become a mom That's and I was like going to get married and 
like I just like the fairy tale, right? And we're really fed the fairy tale in my religion in the sense of you just get married young and then you start a family and you grow together and it's a beautiful fairy tale when it works. My situation, I ended up at BYU, Idaho. So I moved from the South, from Georgia to Idaho very quickly, like day after graduation, boom, gone. And I had some trauma in those teenage years that like my brother was, had some problems. We just had a lot of trauma in our family that I had run away from. I thought that moving away would get me away from a lot of that. Um, doing all this spiritual work has brought me right back to the South, mm-hmm. um, which has been very healing because I've been able to heal a lot of things and connect with my family in ways that we wouldn't have been able to connect if I wasn't willing to kind of step in and be like, Oh, this is where we went wrong as a family. And this is where we lost connection and, and that type of work. Mm. Um, so fast forward, I get married young in the Mormon temple to my return missionary. He's amazing. I love my husband. We've been married, um, 2007. So I was 19 when I got married. He was 24 ish, I think ish. And he had been married before. So I was a second wife. He wow. had been married, divorced, been like single for a while. By the time I like, I, then I just graduated from high school, moved to Idaho. And then we just like started casually dating until boom, it got serious. Within a year we were married. Wow. wow. Yeah. We did not, we did not vet each other very well. There was a, a lot of like, <laughs> what do you believe? like, what's your life plan? Cause it was just assumed because it's also just assumed like life plans are assumed in lots of different cultures mm-hmm. ours included. So we got married immediately started trying to have babies. It's funny that your career is in journalism because I mentioned this to you, my dream. And I've said this my whole life. My dream was to be on good morning America. <laughs> That's great. Like I like every time I watch good morning America, I like, George, like all of them, they're like family to me. That's so <laughs> I just listened to your interview with me and I'm like, <laughs> I felt it over the TV. So you let him know. I felt that he's, I cool. will. he's, he's amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. That well, you know, with your business and what you're doing, you will be on someday. Why not? Why not? I know. But I wanted to be like, I wanted to be the news girl. So that's the thing. Mm. I love the news throughout this I follow the news like I follow the career of Amy like like she was a Georgia girl too she went to UGA like mm. I followed her career I know it I follow these people because it was a life that I missed out on because I didn't do that I had babies and I had a husband and I fell into a religion that if I'm being 100% honest and anybody that knows me it wasn't authentic to me yeah anybody that truly knew the real Macy knew it wasn't a good fit but like what else do you do? Right. And my husband included. And so one year into our marriage, he told me he did not believe our faith was true. And that messed me up a little bit because I had not been ever living for the present moment. I was always living for the marriage fairy tale. And in our religion, it was like the priesthood leader to lead, provide Mm -hmm. my testimony was kind of shaky as a teenager. And I always kind of thought that like, you know, once you got married, like, oh, it just all comes together. And it didn't, I I didn't have a fairy tale. And it was before we had kids. And so it was a choice for us. Mm. And I just thought, you know what? I could like divorce, like, what do we, what do you do when your goals no longer align? And I said, I can choose him who I did love him. He was a great man. He was being honest and vulnerable with me, or I could roll the dice again and end up with somebody else. And who knows what other bag of tricks I'm going to get there. And, and so, and, and we had talked so much about a relationship because he had been married before. So I knew there was a deep love between us. So we stayed together and we made it work in a, like, I told him that I wouldn't divorce him as long as he stayed quiet for the rest of his life. (laughs) And he agreed. He's so great. That's hilarious. Um, let me let me hop in real quick. Is what led to what led him to come to that conclusion? Like what circumstances or knowledge or curiosity or information? So his story is his story. I and I have permission to share because it intertwines with mine. But ultimately he went on a, a Latter-day Saint mission, a mission for our church when he was 20 or when he was 
18, 19, went for two years, had never left Rexburg, Idaho. At that mm, Rexburg. I'm going to give a TED talk in, in Rexburg. I know, you know, my, my friend Jenna just told me that she's going to be oh, doing no that. Yeah. Yeah. This is a small world. world. What a wild. Small world. Is- and then Jenna, Jenna was in Dan's ward growing up. That's how like small this <laughs> Like, and what a ward is, is a church congregation. So they were in the same church congregation. And then Jenna and I connected in adulthood. Wow. So it's, it's your soul family always finds each other. That's totally. how it That's all right. works. That is so cool. It, I got chills. That's really cool. Right now. Mm. So, okay. Back to the story. So long story short, we built this foundation of he doesn't believe I do. And he, he lost his faith when he realized that there was lots of happy people out there in the world that believed in God and had a strong relationship with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. And, mm-hmm. and, and it looked so different. It looks so different. Some people had it in the Baptist religion. Some people had it in no religion at all. And some people had it in so many other. And some people were really uh, all into our faith, which was the Mormon religion. And so I think it woke him up to like, well, what do I believe? Mm-hmm. If you can find and all these other spaces and what I believe. And then it, he, he's a believer of truth. And then, so he went on truth seeking journey, yeah. but it was such a, it's such a shaming thing when you go on transition, when you, when you kind of go from being one person and you want to be a new person, but you don't know how. Yeah. And so then he ended up in the same situation. He got married in the temple to a girl who wanted to be Mormon again. And it was just like, oh, I did it again. And <laughs> I tried to get out. I chased him hard. <laughs> awesome. So we lost, Fast forward, we had a, a pivotal moment in our marriage where we decided to live in Puerto Rico for two months. And it was to get out of our culture because our town was very strong LDS culture. And we just wanted to see what life would look like outside of our little bubble that we had built that was happy, that was beautiful. But we just needed to experience something different. And it's something I had experienced growing up in the South. Mm-hmm. And so we moved to Puerto Rico for two months while our babies were really little. And it gave us an opportunity to just kind of spread our authenticity wings, if you will. And we found a lot of happiness and we found a lot of joy and connection. And then it's just kind of been a journey ever since. And that was my personal awakening that, um, if maybe I could find a, if maybe if I could leave a religion that wasn't authentic to me, but I'm left with this space of now I have nothing that feels authentic because I don't feel connected to Jesus and I don't feel connected to God because I never knew any other pathways to them. Yeah. And then in my darkest hours of like 2020 shit hit the fan for us, like mm. dark hours, I found yoga, mm. which means I found my love for myself. Mm. And once I found the love for myself, then I was able to radiate that out. And if you look, my Instagram is kind of where you and I have connected. Yeah. It's evolved and it's changed because I had an awakening and I realized that I had a story to share, even though it's really, really scary for me to share. Cause I tend to be somewhat of a private person publicly. I have, I'm, I'm publicly private. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that I will share gladly and talk about, which is with you. I tried to kind of set it up a little bit, <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the, the stuff like knowing that like my, my grandma might listen to this. Yeah. Knowing, like, yeah. I'm not worried about what the public thinks about me. Yeah. It's those closest to you. care about the people that I love care and what they think. And, and then that's when I have to say, okay, the number one thing of killing authenticity is caring what people think. So that's when I just have to breathe deep and trust you and trust our connection that like, this is, this is meant to be the way it came and me knowing Lauren and thinking she's so great. And then you're great. And yeah. Well, sis, (laughs) thank you first of all for sharing all that and it's so interesting shame is the greatest mechanism of control that exists on this planet and shame usually is veneered in pseudo love fake love i it's loving i i want you but if you don't do say act think speak listen, move, you know, stand, kneel, pray how I want you to do it, then you will not receive that love. And that is the, that is what I think what everyone's breaking out of right now. And it's so interesting religion, whatever form, whether it's LDS and, and I know LDS really well, really, really well. Um, yeah, I know all religions really well. I've been, I've been, 
I come from a wild, wild background and, and. See, and- that's why, okay. That's why I wanted a pre-meeting so I can hear the, all the backstory because I feel like <laughs> I, don't be I don't want to be your uh, like guest on this. I want to be your guys' friend. You know, oh my gosh. So well, you cool. are and we will and we will we'll embark on many beautiful. Right. I want to hear all the stories, but it's which one good. I want to hear right now. <laughs> but, but it's interesting, religion and shame and control and this is not to indict anyone I, and everyone listening. It's not to indict anyone, but it's a, it's an objective observation. Oh no. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Um, it's an objective observation of, of how people stay stuck and whether it's religion in the form of God, the father pleasing and going to a place of, unconditional infinite love where everything is glorious and and there is no more adversity or whatever or it's on this earth plane where the religion now is do what we say act how we want you to act do what we want you to do and if you don't you are not part it's the same thing and whether it's religion or whether it's a political narrative it's the same shaming control mechanism. And I got this guy reached out to me um, yesterday telling me how basically I'm a hypocrite because I don't wear a mask and, but I, blah, blah, blah. I mean, and I'm like, and he said, he's disappointed in me. And it, having someone tell me they're disappointed in me used to really rock me. Yeah. Same. That would like, it used to really rock me, but I, I had this I had this, I called that energy in because I believe everything that we experience, we call in. So I called that energy in and I sat with it and I looked at it like, first of all, to be disappointed in someone, you have to put someone on a pedestal. First of all. So that's interesting. Why are you, anyone putting anyone else on a pedestal? No one should be on a pedestal. We are all sovereign beings that are walking this own journey. And then I realized, wow, I'm not affirming what he wanted for me to make him feel good because I'm a human and I get to have the human experience of whatever I can mess up, do good, say, fuck you say, God bless you all in the same sentence. And I'm still here. God still infinitely loves me. I still get to work through all this stuff and I don't have to submit and be controlled. Here's my theory on this. I want to interject. Okay. Okay. I've done a lot of like, I've been listening to your podcast and you talk a lot about therapy and Mm -hmm. it's funny because I have not done any therapy, but I have a hundred percent therapy myself. And I know that's like, but I've read the books. All my friends are like freaking life coaches, have Mm -hmm. podcasts, business owners. Like I'm an absorber and I'm a sponge. Okay. Mm -hmm. And one thing about this is I bet this is my theory on that person's comment to you is that you inspire him which is the pedestal thing yep. you mirror what possibly he thinks he could do maybe in not this facet, but maybe what you speak about is something that he wants to speak about, or maybe your confidence, your energy or the family that you create something about you is what he wants. And you're standing in your power and you're not like, I mean, I think we were all willing to participate in certain things if it made sense. Yeah. But it gets to a point where things don't make sense and you step into your power and you say, this is what I'm going to choose for me. Yeah. It's okay. What peer pressure says, this is good for me. And I love you. Even if you don't agree, Yep. not everybody can get to that, that knowing. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard when you see somebody who you relate to or somebody that you idolize stand in their power, it either inspires you or it triggers you. Yeah. And it's, it's a choice. Because right. it has nothing to do with you. You right. just being awesome. Yeah, exactly. And but he knows you and he relates to you. So then that word disappointment, it probably would hurt him. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to send it out. It's all a mirror. So I, anytime I find myself judgmental or jealous or anything, I'm like, oh, sit with that. That's right. Girlfriend, why are you, why is that? Why are you jealous? 100%. Everyone, everyone is a mirror. Everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful when you find out who you're drawn to, mm-hmm. then you lean in and then you say, I like you instead yeah. of 
being jealous or that you lean in. And that's when your souls connect. And that's when you're able to like have these deep conversations about belief systems and crazy conspiracy, like all these things that are like, we reserve for family, family, which don't always deserve it. Yep. Yep. friends it's the connection it's the energy that you want to share with and then some people sometimes confuse that for romantic energy and that's why people fall in love and get divorced yeah. the energy is energy we're just drawn to certain humans we're drawn to certain energies yeah. and that's why your podcast is so beautiful because like i said you're gathering what i feel is my soul family because i'll listen to a podcast i'm like oh, i've been through that i've been through that i've been mm. you know and you too mm. so it's just really powerful like this community you're drawing together it, it is, um, it is powerful I, for almost got choked up. It is very powerful. All these beautiful souls, all these, um, beautiful teachers and everyone, even you, you're a part of it. You're here and everyone's here's what it, I'm here on this earth to talk, teach and show people what true unconditional love is. That's it. That's my message. That's why I'm here on this earth. What love and light is when God in in Hebrews in the book of Hebrews, where it says, and we know our God is a consuming fire. That's the concept of light. When Jesus says, you're the light of the world, they didn't have electricity. There was no lumens or a flip, a switch to flip on and everyone. Oh yeah. I flip a switch. There was only constant fire and they needed oil, a source to keep that fire going. So Jesus is saying, you're the fire. And if you've lost your source connection, you don't, don't have fire anymore. You're, you've gone out. So it's, it's this concept that love never not, it, it never ceases to emit and consume at the exact same time. I can give love my ugliest, dirtiest, darkest, most violated moments on this earth and love takes it and gives in return love to me. And there's nothing that humans, and for instance, like, and this is not in any way, shape or form, a knock on your grandmother, but it's interesting where we feel, well, I don't want to say things or I don't, because what will they think? And my encouragement to everyone is love people unconditionally, regardless of what they say, because it doesn't matter. They are on their path. You are on your path. I'm on my path. I'm not going to die with someone else's consciousness in my own head. I will die with my own consciousness in my own head. I do not, I wasn't birthed with another's consciousness. I was not birthed with another's opinion. I will not die with another's opinion or consciousness. And when we separate and understand that sovereignty is standing and bathing in unconditional and infinite love of the one infinite creator who created all this existence for us to wake up to that love, then we're no longer shackled to people's shame, opinions, guilt, coercion, religion well because we all have our own timing there's going to be different exactly. activate all of us and i can't get worried about maybe this interaction with them is going to be their wake-up call me standing in my power yes when i maybe hadn't before and that's that's where i go to share my story is because i do feel like i'm a totally different human mm. this like year and i i feel like i've been able to build these really strong connections along my life. And some of them have lasted and some of them have faded away. Mm -hmm. The ones that have lasted are the ones that I felt like I showed up as my authentic self. I was vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I was honest, which honesty is hard for me. Sometimes I like to, you know, um, but then it's cool because some of my absolute very closest friends are very active in the LDS religion are, have a strong, deep, core belief system in it. And I love and support that for them. And I believe it for them. And then see yoga turning me into this like amazing human and they're happy for me. And it's this yin and yang. And we're all just like living our best lives. And it's because we're all taking care of ourselves. Yes, My friends are not the type of friends that need a phone call every day. Like we're all like strong, independent people Mm. that are trying to make the world a better place, putting our heads down, hustling, and when we need to like whine and complain, that's when you go to your family, you know? Yeah. yeah. But then you have to gather sometimes and support each other. And that's why these podcasts are great because this, somebody's listening to this and thinking like they're listening to like 
their friends talk and they're like, yeah, like that's how I feel at the gym when I listen to you. I'm like, this is so great. And it's cool. I love podcasts. It gives you a chance to have these conversations with people that think the way you do. So you don't feel so crazy because it was a podcast that gave me the courage to stand in my authenticity. It was a, it was a podcast where people just shared their stories about leaving the faith. Mm. And once I understood that I wasn't alone, that other people were experiencing similar feelings, it didn't even have to be based on the same triggers or whatnot. Um, Because I didn't have a lot of the pain that some people had in the church. I had a beautiful experience. It just wasn't authentic to me. Um, But we can all share our stories and and hold each other and love each other. And then you get that on a wider scale with you and this group of humans that you're gathering. And we're all kind of hodgepodge from all different sources, but we're all coming together in what love, right? We're finally activated, letting our light shine. I even wrote that like, I live as if I'm the brightest star in the universe Hmm. because I realize that the, I can't help every single human that I want to help. But what I can is teach people how I learned how to love myself. Hmm. So I just shine bright and hope that it will inspire others to shine bright because I'm inspired by others as well. I'm inspired by you. Like I'm inspired by your wife. I love Lauren. I don't even know Lauren. I love Lauren. She's amazing. You know, and these like people on Instagram, they're sharing their stories. And like every single person that I've listened, that you've interviewed, Mm. same. Yeah. It is. It's that gathering of the soul family. That's beautiful. There, um, there's coming a time very soon, you know, here it's interesting. I love the Bible. Okay. I've read it seven times cover to cover. In addition to reading the new Testament more than that old Testament, more than that Proverbs and Psalms every single day for 14 years. I never miss a day morning or night reading the Bible, praying on my knees, fasting once a week, like hardcore. But I use scripture now as I see what they were the actual human that was having a psychedelic experience, channeling what God wanted them to know four people, but then we deified these people as the prophet, the, this, and that is completely antithetical to sovereign human beings. When we put someone up on a pedestal, they are that I am not, I must submit. And where is my thing? But revelation one, six in the King James Bible, which LDS, and we can rock the same language on this is it says, and he has made us Kings and priests and a God, his father. Now that's not gender. Is about this when people get this is why gender is such a misnomer. It's about authority, not gender. So, king, there's nothing over a king, priest, there is nothing over a priest. And the priest and the king work together to create a robust community, culture, environment that is protected from any outside influence and enriched from within of just receiving and learning. So when it says he has made us kings and priests, that means you're a king and priest. That means I'm a king and priest. That means every light worker right now that is standing in sovereignty, standing in, this is not religion. It's not, it's not, do you believe in Jesus? You're going to go to heaven or hell. Is there, it's not that it's saying when we walk in unconditional love, and we shine our light because we're the light of the world. There's no condition to that. It's the first thing Jesus says, the Sermon on the Mount, just drops the hammer on everyone. You're the light. Hello, wake the fuck up. I'm sure he probably said something like, wake up. You're the light. Now, nothing is sovereign over you. You are sovereign in the light. You're sovereign in love. So in 2021, we are about to enter. Those who traded really an exchange of energy for fulfillment, but left their sovereignty. But they are the teachers, leaders, authority, whatever, on any plane, economic, educational, spiritual, religious, whatever, are going to learn from those now who are saying, actually, no, thank you. sovereignty and we will be the teachers we will be the leaders we will be the kings and priests helping people come out of this fog of 
compromising their very essence, their very soul, their very, we didn't, you did not come to this earth, you, me, to be a religion. We did not come to this earth to fit into a cookie cutter box of, do you believe this, 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 congratulations, you're in. And if you don't believe this, you're out. What the, you're out. What are you out? You're out of my, my glove and my glove's glorious. (laughs) You know, it's so fascinating right now where I feel like 2020 religion has been eviscerated. Politics has been eviscerated. Governments have been eviscerated. Hollywood. Structures, Hollywood. Eviscerated. Can I tell you real fast how yes. you describe your, like how you read the Bible, how you like studied religion. That was me with Hollywood. This is my, mm. like, like, it was like my thing. I've, I have, I've received Us Magazine since the beginning of like wow. forever. Like I just have like it was just like my guilty pleasure. It was just something yeah. I did. I followed their lives, but I love people. I love studying people. Mm-hmm. So I knew when they had babies. I knew when they got married, divorced. Who that? I mean, I just knew that stuff because I followed the magazines. So then now, as the world has shifted, if you will, all this information, and I knew nothing about religion, which is funny that I'm being drawn to religion now mm. because I feel like in my before my awakening, I was drawn to things of men. Mm. I was drawn to things that the world told me were to be idolized, yeah. to be worshipped, to be interested in. And then when that crumbles, what do you have? I honestly had nothing. That's why 2020 was so dark for me. Mm. It was an awakening. I lost a friends. I mean, you know what it's like if watching the news in the media, I want like people would always tell me like, don't watch the news. And I'd be like, I love the news. Right? <laughs> As like, someone who comes from the news, don't watch the news. Okay? I know, I don't know, but I didn't because I love them. I I know there's lives, you know, and I wanted to be them. So what are you telling me? Don't watch the news. And so when that crumbled and I didn't have that and I found yoga. Mm. And then do you know who I found that changed everything? What's that? Mary Magdalene. Have you studied much about Mary Magdalene? Funny you're asking. I'm reading the Magdalene transcript right now and yeah. I have chills right now. Powerful stuff. Because then it brought this patriarchal religion that I connected Jesus to, yeah. to a feminine energy, an energy I connected with of a woman mm-hmm. talking about Jesus as a man, not as this like son of God, he's perfect. You can never be him. Yeah. But as a man who then, what I believe was Jesus was an energy worker Mm -hmm. living in 5D, teaching people to do the same. Mary Magdalene joined him and they created this, but then the world shifted and this masculine energy took over and things were lost. Like real truths were lost, but yet they weren't because now they're being activated. And it's interesting. We go back to Rexburg, Idaho, and I need to study this more, but there was a lunar eclipse that went over Rexburg, Idaho, of all places in this entire universe. It went over that. I can't remember. It was like, what? I don't know. It was 17 or 18 or something like that. Or, yeah. Anyways, long story short, I experienced it on my trampoline with my family. It was so cool. And I didn't understand the magnitude. Mm. It was before my real understanding. And then now understanding it more and then knowing women that were in that area and men that were in that area are connected to that area or that energy. We've all kind of like, and it's, I need to study it more because there's just too many coincidences that are cosmic. It's you follow the coincidences, you follow the signs, you follow the breadcrumbs, if you will, from the universe, and they lead you to happiness. Mm. And it's when you fight it, when you resist it, when you live inauthentically, that's when you're miserable. Yes. Lean into that thing that you're terrified of because it might be the one thing that you need in your life. hundred percent, a hundred percent. And what I've said this on a podcast recently, but I really see fear as the thinnest it is opaque. So it seems completely dark. There's no light that comes through and you're like, I am in complete darkness, but it is the thinnest veil. You could pierce it with just barely touching it, but you have to have the courage to go in. You have to go through and really run through bust through like the football, oh, yeah. high school football teams that like run. Oh, yeah. Like that's, I'm a cheerleader. I'm about that. <laughs> you know, yeah, totally. 
that's what we get to do with fear. And so many people, I, I wrote a song I'm recording. Um, I actually, the lyrics are, um, I know it feels safe. Like no one can see, but the longer you wait, the less you are free. It feels safe to stay in the dark because no one can see you, but the, we're not free in darkness. We're actually trapped in bondage, lies, fear, control, guilt, shame, religion, this, that, that it's the matrix. The matrix keeps people in fear and shame. And that's how people stay in the matrix. Okay. So this concept, I'm, I'm kind of like into your podcast right now. Cause I've been trying to get, <laughs> oh, that's the... I like to study humans. Right. And yeah, so yeah. I've been listening and one topic that keeps coming up and it's come up in my personal life too, which was when it came up in your podcast, it was very beautiful because it was confirming truth to me. Mm. And it was this concept of heaven on earth. Yes. And you've talked about it a couple of times recently. Yes. And I was with a friend and it was mentioned that like, what if that's the point is we're living for this like, and you just keep cycling through until you realize this is heaven. That's right. It's also hell. Your choice. 100%. I personally don't live in a place where the pandemic affects me too much. Mm -hmm. It's a heaven on earth right now. Mm -hmm. To live in the United States, St. George, Utah is a heaven on earth. Everybody's relatively healthy. We have wide open spaces, lots of nature, a, a mindset that's believing in health and different ways of protecting us from what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. It is a heaven on earth. I chose to live here. I chose to live a place that didn't feel authentic to me that I felt trapped in. We had bought land. We were going to build a house. We were going to live there and kind of be like the, the happy ex Mormons next door, like kind of prove mm -hmm. that you could leave the church and still have love, happiness, prosperity, all the good things. Yeah. And then I realized, why would I live my life for another person? culture of people when I can just do that mm. living exactly where I want to live in the energy doing what I want to do so I still honestly do that I'm just using Instagram now and yeah. this, like I'm just using my voice instead of physically being in a place where I can do good mm -hmm. I'm just activated yep. and deciding to radiate that love because I understand for me it looked different so maybe it looks different for you guys too, or maybe it's right where you found it and stick to it because some people are searching for it. Mm -hmm. And if you found it, honor it, lean into it. Don't doubt it because other people are finding other ways. If it works for you, like. That's right. Oh. That's right. I was just talking about this yesterday with a friend that. There are many, it feels better. I know because I lived it and I understand it, it feels better to say, this is the way, what is the Mandalorian? If people are watching it, you know, watch a couple episodes, but that's the theme. This is the way. And that reiteration over and over and over and over and over again in our psyche is that there is the way. And people like to say like, don't drink, you know, they're, Whatever, whatever it is, you can hear religion, like the Mormons, for sure. Like no caffeine, no, no, no sex, all these things. Okay. Kind of boring. That is a way. That is a way. And for a person that fits that way, that is amazing. <laughs> Good. Really? Live it. And there are some, and especially in this world, and even people I've had on the podcast there, there's people that are anti-plant medicine. There's people that are pro-plant medicine. There are people that are this or that. And I've come to this conclusion that as a sovereign being, the only one that knows what is best for me is me. And I can take all this information in from others, but at the end of the day, it's me. I integrate downloads very quickly. I process very quickly things. Some may need integration for a very long time. And that is great. And there's no greater than or lesser than or better than or whatever. It's just that's their path. And I'm on my path. And what I think so beautiful when we come together and share vulnerably is we can see an honor like, like the rainbow with the different colors arcing together and bending in unison like, wow, we're all a little different. 
but we're all working in this unison together. And for the orange to tell the red, you must be orange. You're the green to tell the, you know, blue, you have to be green. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Well, and here's the beautiful thing because I, I have, because I have been fairly vocal about us leaving the church, um, not for any other reason other than, Hey, like I know how hard it is to feel alone. And if you're interested in having somebody that understands I'm open. So I've just always like kind of put that out there and I've, I have had quite a bit of people reach out to me wanting to know my story and it's, it's something that I'm willing to share, but it's also something that it's like, people have to honor where they're at. Like you can't compare where I am. I, this was like 2014, like, you know, this has been a while that I've been on this journey. You can't compare my happy ending of a really hard decision I made Mm -hmm. a long time ago to your thick of it. And so use my story to inspire you, but have compassion and love for yourself along the way, because when you make these paradigm shifts in your life and you try to show up as a better human for your friends, for your family, for your kids, for yourself, sometimes it takes everybody else a while to catch on. And so having compassion for yourself, having compassion for others, and just knowing that like, we're all doing our best. And if you, if somebody hurts you, usually they're going through some sort of pain who knows what they're going through. I have people that have reached out to me and I'm like, I had no idea this was your struggle. Hmm. So we're just, we're just all walking each other home. Isn't that the Ram Dass quote? Yeah, that's it. I should know that. I'm a yoga teacher. That's, I mean, that is so beautiful. And I want to get back to the heaven on earth real quick is. Oh, I love talking about that. If the point was to go to heaven, then we'd all kill ourselves. Or we'd never even come to die. If heaven's so great, why are we afraid to die? Bingo. When Jesus says, here's the, they, here's the, you know, this is interesting. The disciples never asked Jesus one question except um, on how to do something except one. They, they, they ask questions like, you know, where we should go to this, but how they only ask one how question. And they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And that's when Jesus responds with the Lord's prayer. And it's a formula. It's a formulaic process. Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be the name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I've heard it. Earth as it is in heaven. It is saying, bring down. We are here to bring down and usher in. What 5D is, is incorporating love and light. Those are the fourth and fifth dimension. Light is fourth dimension, which we pass through, which is revealing. Everything gets revealed in light. Everything. And there is a bigger revealing coming in the coming days. Nothing hidden shall remain hidden. Nothing, nothing done in darkness. Every single thing that every deep state cabal conniving planning thing has ever been done will be revealed. It has to, it has to, there's no healing. There's no moving forward. There's no ascension until things fully get revealed bright light shining it's illuminating the world that's right it's light and so that we can move into love which is the fifth dimension the love and light and that's when jesus says greater things than i've done you will do he's talking about in the fifth dimension because what we do in fifth dimension is take love light mind body soul mind matter spirit mind consciousness light love the five dimensions and then we figure out oh we're actually part of the creator. We can create. What do we want to create and love in life? And then life gets beautiful. Amazing. Because it doesn't matter your situation. That's you right. find the love and light. And then once you find it, it finds you. And then uh, where, where your focus goes, focus grows. That's right. right. That's hundred percent right. I, one of my mantras and it's from the energetic alchemist and I mm. love her. And I, that's how we connected, which is, oh, she is amazing. She's but amazing. one of the things that she says is, and I don't even remember when it was, it was in a meditation or something. She says, manifest the ease, not the struggle. Mm. And I was planning something with my mom just yesterday and I was throwing out options and she was like, well, like, well, what about this? What about this? I said, mom, like you're focusing on all like the options that could go wrong instead of focusing on like ways to fix it. She's like, oh yeah, you're right. Mm. 
And it was just like a simple moment of planning something very simple. But how often do we do that in our mind? We think about like, oh, I'm going on this podcast. What if I sound dumb? What if I, you know, and then it's like, I'm manifesting the struggle instead of ease of like, I've been dying to talk to this person. Mm. I have been dying to connect and talk to somebody who believes similar to I believe. Like it's the manifesting the ease versus the struggle. And I think we can do that with spirituality. I think we can do that in our relationships, looking at our spouse instead of looking at all the crappy things they do, because it's probably a lot. Shift the focus. What, how are they showing up for you? And how shitty would your life be if they didn't do those things? You know, and it goes into friendships. And if a friend makes you feel terrible about yourself, like get them out of your energy field because your energy change, which affects every other aspect of your life. But if you're surrounded by awesome people that make you feel awesome, you radiate that awesomeness. And it's powerful because I know what it's like to live at a lower vibration. So for me, there's no going back. I can't. Right. Because it's a physical thing for me now. The vibration, the living, the switching of dimensions. I'm my the Christ consciousness is inside of me. I am living through the pure love of Christ. I am not perfect by any means, but my intentions are pure. Okay. I have so I have I have this so good. So good. The word perfect. Okay. The word perfect. This is so interesting that you, first of all, it's so beautiful what you just said. And I honor it. And it's so beautiful. Thank you. And then you throw in a qualifier of I'm not perfect. And this is how people talk. Well, I'm not perfect. And Jesus says, be perfect. Even as your father in heaven is perfect. And I literally, sis, and I know in LDA, I literally was I believed I was so close to being perfect. I remember Lauren and I having a conversation and I mean, I fasted Sunday night to Tuesday morning. I never met. I mean, I was like every fiber of my being striving for perfection and how I thought, what I read, what I consumed, what I lived and building million dollar business all these things i'm like everything the family Alyssa, i was so close to perfection but i was the furthest from perfection what is being perfect so this is the question what is perfect because we we put these qualifiers well i'm not perfect here here's what perfect is perfect is walking in love sin the epitomology of sin means to miss the mark the archer that pulls back the target is love Unconditional love. That's the target. That's what we're all to walk in and aim and and get to. When we miss the mark, the archer sinned, missed the arrow. What the world wants to say is you missed the mark. Well, I'm not perfect. And we say, no, I would never claim that walking outside of love is love. But my actions are not what we're called to observe. It's my intention of walking in love. It's not the actions. It's, am I walking in unconditional love? Are you walking in unconditional love? Then that's walking in the perfect love of God. That means you're perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. It's not about doing. It's about being. That's why he says, be perfect. And it's not about a doing. So there is no concept in our 3D realm of perfection in action because there is no perfect action there's only experience in love that's why i could say fuck you and god bless you in the same thing and that's an experience of god bless you yes god bless you on the way out of my life whatever you know no and, um, and the interesting thing is is i get asked this a lot like in our in um the it's very common for somebody to leave the mormon faith and be really bitter and angry Mm. and one thing that did not change was my relationships my friendships like i said Mm -hmm. it was not built on religion because that's not i wasn't a super spiritual person to begin with so obviously i wasn't religious Mm. so remove religion from my relationships not much changed it's like a title like you know if somebody gets divorced but you still have a really strong connection with them just because that relationship split up doesn't mean you have to lose that person it's just a title changed right Mm -hmm. so i just wasn't no longer an active member of the lds church i'm no longer a member now we have removed our records but 
it's more of just like, but I'm still your sister. And we use that. It's interesting that you use brother and sister. And I love it because I haven't used that since my days of going to church. Hmm. That's what we call people. And it brings me back. And this is why I'm not bitter. I bring it back to you because those people are my brothers and my sisters, yes. my church leaders. I am still friends on Instagram yeah. with my bishop, my bishop and his wife, my young women's leader. I am friends with the, I was a young women's leader. That's like over the, um, the children, the girls in the group. I, I lost the terminology. I've lost a little bit, but they follow me on Instagram mm. and it's like, I used to be their Sunday school teacher and I used to teach them the book of Mormon. And now I'm coming out saying that the book of Mormon's not true. And I know that they're looking to me as a light mm. because they did when they were teenagers. And I knew, know that they are as young mothers. And they're looking to me saying, how did you survive motherhood? Because I'm there now. And maybe you can't teach me about the Book of Mormon, but I can teach them about how to be a good mom and how to have compassion on yourself and how to have compassion on those early years of starting your family. I'm also friends with a lot of my friends in the South that are just now getting to that point because our culture is reversed, right? I got married young and now I'm having a career, but it was flipped in the South the culture I was raised in, you go to college, you have a career, and then you settle down and have babies. So then I'm able to reconnect with this Southern energy that I've been unrelatable for a while because they've been off doing their thing. And now they're mothers. And I'm not necessarily on the other side of motherhood, but my kids are a little bit older. So I'm on the other side of those baby years that are hard. And I also have compassion for dads in those baby years too, because I see how taxing that was on my husband. And one thing that I found is that me being a happier, more fulfilled homemaker made it so that he was able to really focus and build a beautiful life for us mm. through this entrepreneurial spirit that he had. So now that our roles are reversing, he's actually going to start taking a little bit more steps back and being more of a family man. Mm. Um, some health issues have caused that. And we're, it was our biggest struggle, but it's something we're so grateful for because now I'm in my thirties. I know who I am a lot more and I can share this knowledge that I've gained by not sharing when I was in the thick of it because mm. I was figuring it out and making the mistakes. But now that I'm on the other side, now I can share and say, have a little bit more self-love and have a little bit more compassion and also don't judge others so harshly because if you're overwhelmed, if you're struggling, if you are feeling this pain deep inside your neighbor is too, your brothers and your sisters. And if we're going to use that title, let's fucking show up as brothers and sisters <laughs> people That's right. and not just the title. And that's why I can't, I'm not bitter because I do feel like those church leaders showed up for me as a brother and sister. Was it misdirected? Yeah. For me personally, my personality. Yes. Hmm. Others, maybe not. Hmm but it kept me safe. I'm a wild child and the Mormon church kept me safe. I was, I mean, I could have made a lot of worse decisions than starting a family and building a beautiful life with a beautiful human. Yeah. yeah. You know, worse things could happen. I can't be bitter for the beautiful journey that I went on. Would it have been my choice? Would I be Amy Robach? Absolutely. <laughs> but I also really like Macy Robinson too, you That's know? Right. Yes. And you know, yeah. Sorry. I swore. Well, I shouldn't apologize. No, I swear. Right, whatever you know. This is, with you. <laughs> every, every episode has the explicit uh, <laughs> mark on it. It's just my default setting. So. Go back to that grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yet, you're perfectly you. And I know this and they know this and they, they watch my stories. I mean, like I said, they watch my stories and they tune in and then they call me and then they leave me comments. And I have the cool option of also having my biological side and my adoptive side, both able to follow. You reconnect. So you reconnected with your biological parent. Wow. Yeah. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And it's helped me understand a lot about myself and then it also gives me so much gratitude for the life that I lived and the adoptive and the, the little synchronicities along my life path that have led me to this moment today are a hundred, you know, and I mean, adoption 
it was a flip of the coin, which way my life was going to go. Yeah. yeah. It went in this beautiful direction. And I have my birth mother to thank. Mm-hmm. I wrote that. I had no idea who that we got anybody pregnant. So, but, he's great. <laughs> he's awesome. but we just keep things so private because it was a hard time for everybody and you can't live in your hardest time. Right. And so I've never let it define me. It sound, neither one of them have really let it define them and they've lived interesting lives. And that's another day, another mm-hmm. topic, but yeah. I do honor their privacy just because they have. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Met them and my parents, yeah. know, like, it's just this cool story. Like I've been able to share with the people that have earned the right to hear the story. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. Most recently I was sharing something on Facebook and I knew that I had this, this, other side of my life watching this biological side that wondered about me and I shared a picture of me as a newborn and I had somebody reach out to me that was that knew me as a newborn and share a moment in time that I had one seen in a meditation already wow to link me to an a mothering angel that I knew was already there but I never had a name for hmm. and three just what a cool experience that this modern technology social media, so scary. It's going to ruin our lives actually brought me a very sacred, beautiful moment because I was willing to share. And so moments like that happen more often than not, because I'm in this like really manifesting creator phase, Mm. It's beautiful. but I take moments and get quiet and honor those because that's powerful. Yes. Yes. So well, it's the beauty of vulnerability too. When you share and have no concern of what people think and you just share You're out there, you throw your heart out there and you live free and the people who are going to resonate with it are going to come running. And the people who you don't resonate with, it doesn't matter. Cause that's yeah. not, that's right. Other people, that's but right. you can still love and honor their journey. Yeah. And maybe it will come around full circle. But. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I'm so thankful that first of all, we connected that you, I just, and your story is really beautiful and keep sharing it. There's so many people stuck in the, the confines of religion of any religion. You know, I had Norin on um, a couple podcasts ago. She left Islam. You know, I left Christianity and Judaism and Catholicism and all these forms. And, and there's so many people in the world that, and it's not an indictment on these religious paths, they're beautiful paths. But if people want to leave, they need permission. They need to hear voices to say, oh, there's someone out there. And so your story is so beautiful. And I honor you, your courage, your light, and you are an incredibly vibrant, vivacious light. (laughs) And it's so great and keep going. And I'm, I'm honored to call you sister. And I'm honored to have you on this podcast and call you friend and, and Thank you. Let's hang out, man. Let's hang out. All right, we're coming to St. George. We'll see. I know, like, Ryan's here. Like, seriously, I was was drawn to you through Lauren. And it's Mm. funny because her energy was what drew me to your family, which then drew me to you, which then she and I even have this, like, backdoor connection that's, like, we're talking about you, like, behind the scenes of, like, you can ask me, you know, and I love that. That's what I love is into my life. It's so beautiful. Oh, are you there? Yeah, I don't know. It broke up for a sec. Are you there? Can you hear me? Uh oh. Oh, I'm got. I'm back. There you are. There you are. Um, no, it is so. There you go. There you go. Um, hi. (laughs) It's so beautiful, and I'm so glad you reached out to her. And and we are gonna hang out. We are gonna hang out. It's gonna be. It's gonna be beautiful and. Yeah. Thank you. I'm excited to get this episode out. This is good. Well, I love you. How can people, how can people follow you and find you? Okay. So that's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of just putting my story out there on my personal Instagram account, which is Macy Ann. So it's M-A-C-I-E-A-N-N, Macy Ann. Um, I'm also kind of transitioning, working, um, putting together yoga events. Uh, it's, it's hard to say it's still in the works, but, um, I'm transitioning all my yoga information, the classes, the schedule, the tips, just yoga in general to Macy Ann yoga. So they're all linked in my Instagram, but DM me. I'm just 
I'm just your friend on the internet. Like, I, <laughs> I love, I love it. I talk about yoga. I mean, I just like, I like connecting with humans. So mm-hmm. even if it's not about yoga, I just like connection and, and real stories with real people and that gathering that soul family. Yeah. I'm finally like, um, Brene Brown says this is like putting skin in the game, mm-hmm. right? So if I want to attract powerful, confident, enlightened people that inspire me, then I got to be the brightest star in the universe and shine bright. So I can attract the other bright stars and you're a bright star. And I think you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You're like, yeah, you're cool. You're so cool. <laughs> well, I am so honored to have you on. I'll put the, I'll put your links in the show notes and everyone go follow this beautiful sister. And thank you. Thank you for coming on. Awesome. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Macy, thank you so much for coming on. That was beautiful. And as I said in the beginning, I'm incredibly proud of you. This is just the beginning. And I look forward to having you back for many more conversations. And everyone, my dear brother and sister, happy new year. 2021 is going to be the year of light. We went from dark. Now we're going to light, dark to light. And the light will only increase. So if you are in the early phases of waking up, where it feels like the light's a little too bright, just sit in it. Keep your eyes closed, but know that there is light and let it bathe you, wash over you, acclimate to the light. And then once you open your eyes fully, realize, whoa, the light within you is also shining brightly. Just let it out. Freedom, sovereignty, wholeness, power, truth, love, light, enjoy. That's what I bless you all with in 2021. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow Macy on Instagram and I look forward to talking with you on the next episode. Thank you brothers and sisters for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.